They raised us well, gave us everything they had, being public servants, you know, so that I understand. I understand what it is to love, to experience lack. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we have a fascinating and exceptional guest to share with you today. His name is Dozy Mimbosi. He is an author and technology entrepreneur. He founded Tingo Mobile PLC, Africa's first mobile device manufacturer and IoT business. He's also the founder of Tingo Mobile UK, Tingo Mobile USA, Tingo Remit, and Tingo Airlines. His expertise cuts across technology, banking, energy, and telecommunications. He's led Tingo's growth to more than $600 million in annual revenue and holds a PhD in rural advancement from UPM Malaysia. Dozy, welcome to The Daily Helping. It is awesome to have you with us today. Thanks, Dr. Richard. I'm, I'm glad to be on this show. This is going to be cool. So you've accomplished so much, but one of the things I love to do with my guests is to kind of hop in the time machine and go back and really discover your journey. What put you on the path that you're doing today? And I know you've got a neat one. So, so take us back and take us through that. Okay. Maybe I should start with how I started my journey. I started business at the age of 16. Former, I started by, you know, selling used clothes in Lagos and, you know, when I got into the university at 16, I became a show promoter. So my, my show promotion experience got, got me in touch with several brands, you know, some, some of them multinationals. So I gained some experiences, meeting corporates for sponsorships, you know. So with that experience, I thought, you know what, let me, let me start along those lines. So when I graduated, you know, my first degree in 2001, I, I went to my father and I told him, look, this is what I want to do. I do not expect um, to start looking for any job anywhere. What I did was we started by doing um, e-publishing. We had also built um, a social network um, platform called um, Niger Fans. Well, f- fast forward to when the telcos, you know, the likes of MTN, Econet Wireless at that time came to Nigeria. So I jumped in on an opportunity I saw. Mobile phones were very expensive at that time. So I knew that look, ringtones and, you know, color tunes would be, you know, a bit interesting and not too difficult to, to do. And I, I had... Um, access to Nigerian musical celebrities. So I reached out to some of them and said, you know what, I want to start producing ringtones. And, you know, so from e-publishing to ringtones and color tunes, then that became too boring for me. So one of the things that fascinated me was, you know, the cost of mobile phones 
in Nigeria at that time. They were just too ridiculously expensive. So I, I found um, something in that there was a gap I felt I could fill. So what I did was to start bringing in, or rather sending out cheap mobile devices, you know, to Nigeria as our business, you know, at that time. So what changed my life really was when I went to Shenzhen in China. I got there and I saw how mobile devices were being produced. That was really fascinating. And I knew, look, uh, there's almost nothing impossible to achieve. So I went back home, went to Nigeria and met with some of my partners at that time. One of them, my father. I said, look, there is, there is a possibility, you know, to, you know, to bring what I saw in Shenzhen into Nigeria, you know, where we can, I don't call it um, full production, but where we can at least um, assemble smartphones. So yeah, it sounded interesting, but one, we needed to create a niche market because um, we didn't have the resources at that time to compete with the likes of um, Samsung and, you know, Nokia and the big brands at that time, and of course, even Apple. So what I did was um, I looked at the, you know, various sectors from media, transport, and the agri sector. I realized that, look, a sector that needed all the help biotechnology is the agri sector, the agribusiness sector. There are millions of um, undocumented agribusiness owners, both small, medium, and large-scale farmers. We do not have a single bank branch in my village as of now. So it is clear that um, you must bring financial services to the rural communities in Nigeria. And the fastest way to deploy services is through technology. So what we did was to partner a certain bank. And after doing all the entire data capture, we knew that the first thing to do was to hand to make smartphones available to these farmers because we had um, 2G and 3G um, technology in these rural you know, places at that time. So we eventually raised funds and set up an assembly line in Abuja and one in Lagos. And um, of course, making sure that each of these devices had a mobile wallet, which these farmers would use to do their transactions. Now, that has been our journey to an extent. Um, so we conquered the smartphone um, bits to rural Nigeria, you know, for rural farmers, provided fintech, you know, by set, you know, planning and um, implementing a, you know, access to financial services, that's basically financial financial inclusion, down to marketplace, because you, you cannot, um, you can't provide them with all these things and then they don't have a market, a structured market to sell. So what we have done is uh, we have built a platform called Nuasa. But it's beyond building a platform, either it has to be a platform that works where the farmer earns money, we also earn money, you know, values added. But as we have um, built this whole ecosystem for our farmers, that is the sell side. We are now at the stage where we are working on the on the buy side, where you know regular Nigerian, you know, living in in both the cities and rural parts of Nigeria can buy produce, you know, on our platform through any of our channels, and you know, get credits. 
you know, credit in terms of loans. Um, and loans are not readily available in Nigeria. So we are not just looking at seven farmers and, you know, people on our, on our, on our base. But we are now creating value so that our own customers have more sales. Uh, of course, we also make more money, you know. So we have seen ourselves walk through those value-added services down to even um, opening up our financial technology products to the general public. We want to be that company that would keep um, to democratize access to technology, access to um, access to finance, insurance, pensions, you know. So we have that channel where, you know, if you have a brilliant idea and you think you can partner us, we can help distribute from pensions to insurance to financial services because we've built a platform that is trusted by the rural people of Nigeria and, of course, by extension Africa. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. I think this is so fascinating, and there's a ton to unpack there. One, you got your start as a show promoter, and now here you are as such a change agent. You know, I, I, I'm the first to admit that you, you've given me a grand education on the, the, the economics of Nigeria and the, the farmers, but you've basically brought cell phone technology to Nigeria. You have democratized access to finances and credit and things that we take for granted in the United States and the Western world. You've brought that to Nigeria. And you said, and I'm paraphrasing what you said, you don't just build technology for the sake of building it. But I gathered from that that impact is vitally important to you personally and to your company. I'd love for you to take some time and talk about your why. Talk about that, why that impact matters. Okay, you know why it matters to me? I've well-traveled, possibly been to over 50 countries. I have seen the West. I live in the West even today. I have seen how things happen, you know, from credits. You know, but back home, if, if I wanted to buy a house, there are no mortgages for me to do so. If I wanted to buy, you know, you, you, you won't um, find credit. And you see the large corporates, I won't mention their names. When they arrive in Nigeria, they're only, you know, selling to the people in Lagos, in Port Harcourt, in Abuja, you know, selling to the very, to the very upwardly mobile people, you know, living in the cities. Then again, you find companies that provide maybe satellites, broadband, mobile phones, you know, it just doesn't make sense if people who earn less than $5 a day are being, you know, are not being considered in the scheme of things. 
So, you know, so who takes care of them? Who sells? Who provides them smartphones? Who provides them credit? Who provides them affordable internet? So I'm that person who has said, look, we have to build value and um, provide services to these people who have not been remembered. Recently, I, I had a meeting with one of the biggest um, satellite broadband providers. And I said, look, I want to partner you in Nigeria. How can we go about this? You know, it's costing hundreds of dollars to, to sign up to that service. You know, $500, for instance, that is the, you know, the amount to pay for, to pay to, to, to get connected. The, the, the average villager will not end that. In, in six months. So for me, it's about catering to that market. And in Nigeria, you're looking at it's over, it's over 70% of the market, you know, that we'll be addressing by making sure that we provide access to technology, to finance, you know, because someone has to remember them, you know, and that's where Tingo comes. Uh, that's where we come in here for us. It's it's about creating value for those who you know have been forgotten. You know, I'd rather sell to 20, 30 million people and earn something little, but you know, earning maybe five dollars from thirty million people. You know, that that gives me one hundred and fifty million dollars, for instance. So I, I focus more on the volume transaction volume yes there are micro transactions but you know when you look at it critically you have done more than even the large corporates because everyone is focusing on servicing you know the the big you know the big corporations you know middle class people but how many middle class people do we have in in africa how many large corporates do we have in africa so i'm not interested in those in those people or in those um, corporates, I'm interested in having forgotten those who earn very little money because I know that there is a way um, to produce affordable technology, affordable services, you know, and sell to them, you know, and make, make them, make, inspire them, you know, help them grow their businesses. We see ourselves in that aspect as a device, as a service business, not, not just not not a mobile phone business selling mobile phones. No, it's a device as a service. So what we are doing is enabling them to do money transfers, to do to buy insurance, to buy pensions, to to access um, markets. So the mobile phone is just basically like like an enabler. It's their mobile bank. It's the bank that has not come to their village. But with your smartphone and you have access to even ordinary 2G technology, you can do anything um, on Tingo. Amazing. And it's really, it's the impact. It's that you're bringing this technology to so many people that would otherwise not have access to it. And, and I know that you've also recently launched a, a foundation. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, okay. Um my my foundation, which is named after after me, those Mobosi Foundation. I, I actually just have to, I'm surprised you you already know about that. I launched it on the second of January this year. Though set up, I set it up in December. The idea behind that is um, to 
to give back. Yes, I have built a company that is very successful. We've been through our trials. I know what it is to, I know the meaning of injustice. I know the meaning of hunger because that was a time in my life, I think when I was in school and in, 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 doing my first degree where, you know, I, I lost all my money and, you know, I just didn't want to go back home, but I lost all my money. You know, I know what it is. So when I go out there and I see people who lack, you know, the very basic things of life, I just know that look, someone has to remember them in a positive way. I do not intend to make a lot of noise about um, the work we are doing or we want to start doing. Um, what I did on that day um, was to, you know, celebrate. I didn't want to throw a large party or a gala night. I wanted to just, I wanted to celebrate with kids in, in very deprived parts of Lagos State where I was born. So I was born in Lagos State, so I thought, you know what, let me start um, from Lagos, where I was born. I was born into a middle-class family, you know, they were middle-class at that time. So I didn't want to go to the uh, the neighborhood where I, I was born. So I went to very deprived areas, uh, you know, some very neighborhoods where you can't even, you know, step, you know, step into. So we had to, we did, we did a mobile party, you know, gave them food, gifts, try to see, ascertain um, the situation on ground there because my foundation focuses on Africa. African leaders and African people must begin to engage in critical. Britain, number 10, is not going to solve our problem. Washington, D.C., the White House is not going to solve our problem. So we understand our problems better than the West. So we have to begin to solve our problems ourselves. And, you know, African problems actually have um, African solutions. So the idea for me is to focus, one, on education, two, on healthcare. We, we have, you know, on education, we have schools that are not, our schools back home, you, you don't find the right chairs, the right environment, you know, as little as chairs, tables, even proper uniforms, meals in schools, these things do not exist there. So one of the things we want to do is, um, one, train the teacher, you know, provide the right um, tools for, for both teachers and students to learn in, in the right environment. You know, begin to introduce technology into these schools, be, be, be public or private. The public schools will be our first target. But again, I, I know that in Nigeria, um, it's usually not easy supporting public um, institutions because uh, the bureaucracy there, you know, they have budgets. Again, you have the issue of corruption. There's corruption everywhere in the world, but, you know, back home, it's a bit difficult to, 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 to help because, you know, some of them would um, prefer, you know, not to get the help. But again, I'm going to use this platform to appeal to public servants to accept help coming from me or from any other person because, you know, we need to start building the future of Nigeria and the kids we are raising or training in those schools cannot compete, you know, if they don't have the right environment to do so. I'll leave the education part at that. Healthcare, what I've done with healthcare is, you know, I've set up um, a company called Equity Vaccines. It's going to be, Equity Vaccines is um, going to be addressing just 
two simple kinds of vaccines, uh, malaria vaccines and COVID-19 vaccines. So in partnership with pharmaceutical companies, even here in the UK and in the US, you know, where, of course, where, you know, Tingo is headquartered these days, I'm looking at um, seeing how we can begin to produce um, vaccines locally in Nigeria. And of course, uh, we know what that means. It means that um, there will be fairness in terms of distributing, you know, vaccines. Here in the West, you know, I, I stroll into America, everyone is vaccinated. Here in the UK, everyone vaccinated. You can't, the UK and the US and um, Switzerland, Germany, the West generally cannot fight COVID-19 in, in isolation. It has to be... It has to be an all-out war. Everyone in Africa, yes, we have leaders in Africa, but we understand that we don't have the infrastructure. If, if the Nigerian government were to order um, vaccines, clearly we might end up using all of our foreign exchange reserve if we were to order and make sure that it reaches you know, the almost 200 million people. Then it means that we'll be depleting our reserve. So there is the issue of responsibility. I think we should be a brother's keeper, whether we're white or black. We need to fight this together. Vaccines must be everywhere. So I don't need to wait for number 10 or, or, white, or the White House to do that. So as, as an African, as a Nigerian, I think um, we need to start um, doing that ourselves and instead partner um, pharmaceuticals and you know those who are willing, who are genuinely willing to do so. So it brings me down to funding. I am not, um, for instance, soliciting funding from anybody. I have pledged five percent of um, all that I, I run a very profitable business, and we, uh, well, you know, a company, a reporting company, we report to the SEC, and there are very good days ahead. So. From what I own today, funding this myself, you know, the pharmaceutical business, which is equity vaccines, will make money through the sale of vaccines. It will put that money back into the system. You know, also in terms of like going back to education, we have a number of programs lined up, you know, to you know help support students. Um, and one of one other thing I'm doing, uh, I the, the university I did my first degree in Ambrosali University. Um, supporting them with um, a faculty building. And, you know, I want to make myself available, you know, share my experiences and begin to see how small businesses out of Nigeria, out of Africa can become global businesses. That's fantastic. You mentioned there was a point in your life where you knew hunger, where you lost all your money. Share that story with us. Okay, before I started getting sponsors for my concerts and you know all the other kinds of shows I did on campus back in my university days, I used to use my I used to use my own money. You know, money I had earned during holidays. You know, selling used clothes. Um, call call it at that time three hundred fifty thousand naira. You know, you put that. No, no student had three hundred fifty thousand naira of his own at that time. And only me and maybe a few other people. And what again does that translate to into US dollars? Well, at that let me use at that time, it must have been at that time must have been four thousand dollars. You know, so I would 
you know, get the, the biggest artists, you know, at that time, you know, I, I knew some of them one-on-one. -on -one. I would get them, bring them to the university, you know, sell tickets. But this particular time, it didn't work out. Rain and the rain factor and, you know, so the weather spoiled the whole plan. So I, I, I did not factor that, you know, and it was unexpected. So, and I was, I was still learning the business too at that time. So I had nothing. I couldn't go home because um, even the, the, the money is given to me by my parents. I had put into this, hoping to make some money and, you know. So for, for at least two months, I, I would eat maybe once in a day. So I'm the, what was I eating? Maybe noodles. Um, and I would just soak, I would just put raw noodles in, in water soak it, but I didn't have gas, you know, eat it and then, you know, go to classes and come back, you know, face my stomach on my bed, you know, my stomach facing the bed. So I knew what hunger meant. Just, it was temporary, but um, my, the university is in a village. So when I take a walk, I see villagers who are hungry. So I know. So at that time, what I would do Anytime I had anything, I would share it with them and have uh, made sure that I protected my, my mindset, knowing full well that um, not all fingers, the, the way we say it back home, not all fingers are equal. So you, you might be you know, fortunate to have some money to take care of yourself, but there are millions of people out there who do not have, you know, the kind of, you know, access to money or, you know, money that you have. So it has to go around. So talking about hunger, it was very temporary for me. And yeah, I now I remember to growing up, um, my, my mother was a civil servant um, that she worked for the government. And there were months where, you know, salaries were not paid. And I'm sure we went through some level of hardship, if not for monies earned by my father, and certain times, you know, if my father wasn't paid, my mother was paid. So we, there was a time in, in our history, you know, when we experienced some level of lack, you know, so I understand what it means. I understand what it means not to earn a living wage, a wage that can put food on the table, that can send your kids to school, you know, that can pay hospital bills, you know, so... That I totally understand. You know, I, it wouldn't be fair on my parents if I if I say it here that um, they didn't give me the best they did. But I, I was I knew that every that there are millions of people out there who who did not at that time did not have um, access to even the little I had. But you know, they raised us well, gave us everything they had. Being public servants, you know, so. That I understand. I understand what it is to love, to experience luck. Thank you for sharing that. And we we have talked about some really interesting things, and we're at time. Clearly, uh, you are making a remarkable difference in Nigeria and Africa at large. Dozy, as you know, I wrap up all of my episodes by asking my guest a single question, and that is, what is your biggest helping? the one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? Well, one thing I would like to say to everyone is, especially entrepreneurs who are watching this um, show, when you 
are creating create something that solves the problem. So uh, I think that's what I want to leave it at, uh, you know, where I want to leave it at. Um, let's not just create for the sake of it. Let's remember that there are billions of people, possibly, you know, who need solutions, who have um, problems that need um, solving. So let's create not because we live in a society where there is abundance of um, ice cream, chocolate. You know, I'm referring to England, America. We, you know, the, the ice cream, the ice cream industry in America, for instance, is bigger than, you know, the very serious industries back home in Africa. So while we are, you know, leaking the ice cream in New York or in, in Maryland or in D.C., wherever we may be in America or in the U.K., let's remember that there is a child somewhere who will not taste ice cream ever until maybe he begins to earn some money and will be able to risk it. But if, you know, let's just remember that. That's all I have to say. Well said. Dozy, where can people learn more about you and your company? Our website is um, tingoinc.com. Yeah, and then, of course, for me, you can go to um, dozymobosifoundation.com to see what we are doing with our foundation. Fantastic. And we will have the links to all of that in the show notes at thedailyhelping.com. Well, Dozy, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I loved it. Thanks, Dr. Richard, for having me. Absolutely. And I want to thank each and every one of you who tuned into this episode. If you like what you heard, go give us a follow on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else. Even if you don't know who they are and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. 